In this Sikha, the Rebbe is discussing the counting of Bnei Gershoin and Bnei Kahos, which is discussed in the beginning of Parshas Nosoi, and discussing the lessons that we have from this in Avoidus Hashem. Because we know that everything that, that, is in, that is in Torah is eternal, even those things that physically we don't have right now are lessons to us in our Avoidus Hashem. So when the Torah speaks about the counting of the Levim back then, even though it only happened one single time, nevertheless, there's definitely a Hirah, Beruchni is for each and every one of us in all times and in all places. In order to explain this, the Rebbe first generally discusses what were the Yidin doing in the Midbar for 40 years. Yes, we know that there was the Chet HaMeraglim, and as a result of that, because they spent 40 years and days in Eretz Yisroel, so corresponding to each and every one of those days, they were now being punished not to enter Eretz Yisroel for 40 years. But the question is, why couldn't they be in a place other than the Midbar? They could be in another inhabited place, not in Eretz Yisroel. Or even in the Midbar, why does it have to be such a Midbar which is so desolate and barren and so frightening and scary with the snakes and scorpions and all the rest of that? So the Rebbe explains this based on the Lukutei Torah that there was a positive in, you know, what need to be achieved why they were in the Midbar besides just being a punishment. That the point of being there was to get rid of the Klippos, to subdue the Klippos, to transform the Midbar, a place which not only physically is a barren place, but spiritually represents a place of Klippa, and to transform that into a place of Kedusha. And even on the simple level, what, what did the Yidin do while they were in the Midbar? So as a result of their traveling in the Midbar, first of all, we had the cloud that was killing the snakes and scorpions. As well as, the Midbar is now becoming a more inhabited place. Because the Yidin are traveling through there. We know that the difference between a Midbar, a desert, and a regular ordinary place is that in a Midbar no one hangs out, no one's living there. Plus, there's no things growing there. But what happens when the Yidin are there? First of all, there are people there, 600,000 Yidin. And furthermore, Chazal tell us that all sorts of wonderful things were growing as a result of the Be'er Shal Miriam, that spring, that well of Miriam. So in other words, now it suddenly became a place that's not a Midbar. And Be'pinimi Yisoyen Yonim, of course, we understand, spiritually speaking, this is the concept that they're taking from this negative place and transforming it, knocking down the Klippos and bringing Kedusha in here. The Rebbe says this is also the significance of why the Levim are being carried, are being, excuse me, being counted. What's the job of the Levim? The Levim are carrying the Mishkan, the Kalim, and so on and so forth. In other words, as a result of the Yidden, carrying the Oren and the Mishkan through the Midbar, that's actually what was doing the Klippos. So the Rebbe explains there was an, a, a very important reason why these Levim that are carrying the Mishkan needed to be counted. Because we know a rule in Halacha that there are certain things that could be nullified, if it's in 60 times the amount, etc. But something that's usually counted can never be nullified. By the Levim being counted... Once they were of the age of 30, the ones that are going to be doing this avoidance of the Mishkan right now, this makes that they shouldn't be able to be nullified, so to speak, by this frightening Midbar full of Klippos. Just the opposite. They have the power to transform the Midbar rather than them being nullified by the Midbar. Says the Rebbe, this idea is eternal in every single generation. When a person looks around him, very often he also find, thinks he finds himself in a place of a Midbar, a place where people don't know about godliness, a place that don't that, that people have seemingly no connection to all matters of Yiddishkeit and so on and so forth. And even if they do, well, we know no person is perfect. So there's always certain issues 
of being so far from Hashem, and it looks like a place of a midbar. This is not a place where Hashem could dwell. This is like a desert where no man could dwell. For this, the Hirah, the lesson comes, that we travel through the midbar to transform the midbar. Like the Yidden back then, that they traveled because that's what Hashem wanted. In a similar way, we need to recognize and realize every time we come to a place, Hashem put us here in order that we should transform our place from a midbar, from this barren desert, into a place for Hashem. And as the Rebbe points out, that this isn't only restricted to the Levim, which carried the Mishkan, but as the Rambam points out, that any Yid that wants to be on the level similar to the Levim could also act in that way, dedicating his life to Hashem and making this world a place for Hashem. The Rebbe then goes on and says that this is true not only when we're dealing with the world around us, but even inside of ourselves. There could also be a similar sort of situation where a person could sometimes think after he makes an accounting of what's going on in his life, and he starts thinking, based on all of the things the way I acted until now, it would seem to be that I have not, I don't have much hope. I'm also like a midbar, like a desert. How can I now change myself? I did so many things that weren't the way they're supposed to be. So the Rebbe says, here we have Ohira. B'nai Levi was 30 years old at the time, and now they're starting to, ca- starting to ca- carry the Mishkan. In other words, that in every single year, regardless of which age you are, regardless of which stage you are, you have the ability now, regardless of all the negative things that happened till now, you can now start bringing Elikus into yourself, having the Shachanti, Hashem dwelling inside of you, transforming that Midbar into a holy place. Says the Rebbe, in order to make this Dira for Hashem, there's generally two things that are needed. Sur Meirah, Vasei Toy, staying away from bad, and doing good. Says the Rebbe, this is represented by the two families of Levi that we, that are, we discussed earlier, the Bnei Gershon and the Bnei Kohos. Bnei Gershon, the word Gershon is from the word of Gershon. Gershon means chasing away, chasing away the bad, staying away from the bad. This is the avoid of Sur Meirah. Then Kohos, the Rebbe, bases on a pasuk, V'loi Yikas Amim. The word Yikas, Kohos, means gathering, where we're gathering all of our good activities, the, the idea of Asetoiv, every positive thing. And just like in the order of birth, Gershon was older and was born before Kahas, so to in our Avoidah, we need to have first Sur Mirah staying away from the bad, and then doing the good. Now, although it's true the Torah counts Kahas first, the Rebbe explains this in a footnote, that's because the ultimate purpose and goal is the Asei Toiv. The Rebbe then goes on and says that we also see this idea that the avoid of Sur Meirava Toiv, how it's similar to Bnei Gershon and Bnei Kahas in the following way. The Rebbe says, what is the avoid of Bnei Gershon? They are carrying the Uriah, the coverings, the curtains of the Mishkan. What's the idea of coverings? That's like protecting something from the outside. This is more related to the avoid of Sur Meirava, where we're trying to protect ourselves from all sorts of negative influences. On the other hand, the Bnei Kahas is more related to the concept of Asei Toiv. What did the Bnei Kahas do? They were carrying the vessels, the Kalim of the Mishkan, each one having a positive thing of what this is supposed to be achieving. And similarly, through our mitzvahs in Asei Toiv, where each and every one of our mitzvahs is bringing down another level of Kedusha down into this world. The Rebbe gives an example. We, with our hand, we give tzedakah, and so on and so forth. And through these two avoiders together, we make the dira for Hashem in its most perfect way.